0: us. He loved us. Can you imagine that kind of love? Can can you comprehend it in your mind or your spirit what great love that had to be? That he would just Nobody had done anything wrong but to go through the sacrifice that he did and the shedding of his blood. What's important to God should be important to us. We need to know how God feels about what he sees important in life. Exodus 20, starting with verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. It's very clear in the word that he's wanting to be number one in our lives. He do not want anything to come before him. This morning, I want to ask you Do you have any gods that you have placed before Him? Is there anything that you consider more important than God Himself? Who or what is the primary thing in your life? Is it your job? Is it pleasure? Is it TV, your favorite television program? Is it sports? Doing this, doing that. What is the most important thing? What are you willing to miss church for to go do? What are you willing to stay out of church and not attend church? He says, neglect not the assembling of yourselves together. Now, I understand things come up. But when you consistently put things before God, that has become a God to you. Know this, Satan is trying to draw you away from God and his house. If you don't have an excuse, Satan will furnish one for you. Oh, he'll whisper in your ear, you know, you really need to do this. This is very important. Don't you think so? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess I do. Hmm. Hmm. Parents, you set an example for your children, and your example is affecting the way they view God. Do your children view God as the most important thing in their life, or do they view things as more important? And God is important only when it's convenient. Your attitude will affect your children for generations to come. Starting back at uh, verse 5 in Exodus 20, For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, and busy iniquity on the fathers and on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You may say, I don't hate God, but how are you showing God that you love Him today? What happens when we show God we love Him and keep His commandments? He shows us mercy. What the word says it shows us mercy. Matthew twenty two thirty six through forty. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Again, Jesus is telling you what's important to Him. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. You love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He wants all of your love. Again, He's a jealous God. He doesn't want second best. And Jesus said this is the first and great commandment. That's number one on his list. Next important thing on his list runs close. Second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is demonstrating love whether, whether you receive love back in return or not. Matthew 5 Starting with verse 44, says, look at 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. We're not only to love those that love us back, but we are to love those who don't love you. We are to love the unlovable. Some people are just really unlovable. They really are. You've seen people who just kind of put a cringe down your back. see people that are very negative, Nothing ever comes out of their mouth, and you really don't want to be around them. God says we're to love them. Do you love them this morning? Do you really love them? Again, we've got to remember that God demonstrates His own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we were unlovable. Now, some of us came from a very low place. You think back how you were before you come to know the Lord. Boy, He picked us up from the bottom. He loved us anyway. And we didn't live a perfect life. You know, we struggled when we first knew God. But He still loved us. He didn't slap you around. But He would brush you off and He would hug you and say that I love you. Amen. Another thing Jesus placed great emphasis on was for us to be filled with the Spirit. He knew that He would be going away, and that His disciples those who would, and those that would follow after them would need the anointing that comes with being filled with the Spirit. John 20, verse 21 so Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when He had said this, He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. He knew that it was important for them to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to interject something right there. That was a command to be to receive it. They did not receive it then. They didn't receive it until the day of Pentecost. But he says, receive it. He commanded them, when that time comes, I want you to receive my Holy Spirit. Jesus showed his disciples that as the Father sent him, he was sending them out. But he knew that they couldn't go in their own power, so he said to his disciples, Receive the Holy Spirit. He knew that it was important that they be endued with the power that came from on high. We can't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. Any power that you may have within your own self will fail. It has its limitations. You need to be filled with the Spirit if you have never been filled with the Spirit. Jesus knew that His time was short and His work here was almost complete. And when Jesus was telling of His soon departure, He told His disciples in John sixteen seven, says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I go away, the Helper will not come if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send you him to you. The helper, the Holy Spirit, someone likened to himself, will come when he departed. He knew that we, his students his disciples still needed someone. They still need someone that would teach them, that would help them. So He was going to send His Spirit. What did Jesus say about the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit? i got several scriptures I just want to read. John 14, verse 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him for he dwells in you for he dwells with you and will be in you John 14:26 but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that i said to you John 16:13 however when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you in all truth for he will not speak of his own authority but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things to come. Acts eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and Samaria, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. It's not just to keep it to ourselves, that you are to be witnesses. He will give you power. You need the power to be a witness. You need the power that when you witness somebody that the Holy Spirit can just give you Scripture or give you insight. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life today. And if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, is your day. I declare it so. You need the Holy Spirit. As a Christian, how do you know when you've been filled with the Spirit? Acts 2. We all know it well. Verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then it appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, one sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, after that time, after that day, the day of Pentecost, the sound from heaven, the rushing mighty wind, the divided tongues as a fire, they were never manifested again. But we read throughout Acts, over and over, that when they were filled, they spoke in other tongues. And if He didn't say that they spoke in other tongues, it was inferred. They were filled with the Spirit, and they spoke in tongues. as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's the initial evidence. That is it. I want to explain something to you. I know that a lot of people have come up here to be prayed for. Excuse me for a second. The Holy Spirit's very strong. And you went away disappointed. But I tell you what, I liken it to a glass of water. the Holy Spirit drew you to God. He was there. But when you're being filled, it's just like you just start pouring water into that glass. What happens? It gets fuller, it gets fuller, it gets fuller. And a lot of times it gets right there to the very brim. I mean, just so close. And you've been that close. But it never did spill over. One thing I want you to know, and I, I don't want you to be discouraged in what has happened up to that point, you're a whole lot further then than when you began. And perhaps this is the day that it will run over and you will speak in a glorious language unto God. Don't let your discouragement hold you back. It's His gift for you. He knows that you need it. It's important to Him that you have the Holy Spirit. This brings us back to the beginning of the message. What things are important, important to you today? What things in life do you put great emphasis on? What brings you great purpose? Where is your focus? With what do you spend most of your time? What is primary before everything else? Do they line up with what is important to God today? Living a Christian life, a life pleasing to God, is not full of a life full of restrictions, rules, and laws. A life of sin is a life of bondage, but living a Christian life is living the abundant life. A life when you are truly... Truly free. God wants to set you free today. I want you to examine yourself this morning. Where do you sit in Christ? Have you allowed other things to come in your life to be more important? Than God Almighty. Or perhaps you never have taken the step and never accepted the Lord as your Savior. On error it bowed if you would. Lord God, I presented Your Word as You gave it to me. Lord, I can't change hearts. I can't change minds. That's up to You, Lord, and Your Holy Spirit. And Lord, as we stand in Your your presence even now, I ask, Lord God, that You would just speak to every heart. That their eyes be open to things as they really are. Lord, if there's someone that doesn't know You today, Lord, I pray that before they leave this place, they will will come to know Your love and your forgiveness in their life. And perhaps, Lord God, there there are some here this morning that has, in times past, accepted you as Savior. But perhaps, Lord God, like this skit that we saw today, Lord, Things has drawn our heart away. The enemy has put so many things before our eyes and he's got our attention. Lord, my prayer today is that they be set free and their eyes be turned back onto the one that really loves them. And Lord, if there's someone here today who has never experienced the infilling of the Holy Spirit, God, were You Himself take a place within our heart to empower us, to give strength, to be a witness. God, I just pray that you would deal with everyone that's here. Thank you, Lord. Perhaps you never known the Lord. You never accepted him as Lord and Savior. I want to tell you that he loves you very much. And if you were the only one that accepted him, he would still die for you. He would still give us life for you today. And by an uplifted hand I want you to acknowledge to God, God, I want you in my life. Won't you raise your hand? Anyone? I need a Savior. Jesus, will you save me today? I know there's someone here. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of this wonderful gift of salvation. A peace of God that passes all understanding. You can lay your head on the bed at night, knowing that if something were to happen, that you'd be in heaven with Christ. Anybody this morning? I'm not going to linger. Okay? Perhaps this morning lost your focus. And you've allowed things to come between you and God. Little subtle things. And you want God to forgive you and to turn your life around once again. Same way. I want you to acknowledge it But uplifted hand. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Amen. Somebody else. It's very important. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody else. Okay perhaps you never you're saved, but you've never been filled with the spirit, and you want the Holy Spirit to come dwell within you today. life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. If you're here this morning, says, yes, that's me. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask the. I want to open up the office. The office. I want to open up the altars. If you're sick and body this morning, I'm going to ask the altar workers to come if they would. And if you're sick in body this morning, let them join with you with the prayer of faith. Receive your healing this morning. And I'm going to ask that those two that raise their hand, if you'll come down and let one of these minister to you this morning. And if it's not too late. If you want salvation this morning, come down and let someone pray with you. If you want to be filled with the Spirit this morning, come down. And i them pray with you this morning. Amen. Why not you come? Those who are sick in body this morning, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Let's bow our heads. I want you to just pray with me. Don't you say it out loud. Lord Jesus, Jesus. I love you this morning. morning. And I I thank you, Lord, that you died for my sins. I thank you, Lord, that you gave us the opportunity to experience life and life more abundantly. And I ask you, Lord God, that you forgive me my sin, purify my heart. And I ask you, Lord God, that you will take my life and use it for your glory. I declare this morning that You are my Lord and my God and I will serve You only. Lord Jesus, I know that You are the Son of God and that You died for me that I might have life. And I receive this morning the forgiveness of sin and I will live for You all the days of my life, fill me this day with the power of the Holy Spirit, that I may go forth and be a witness to those I come in contact with. I declare, I am yours, and I dedicate myself unto you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Remember, we, we don't have any church service tonight. Uh, continue to remember our pastor and, and all those that are with him uh, as they're out there ministering in, in Nigeria. God bless you. I love you all. Thank